0: Welcome back to A Time to Think. If you're one of our YouTube listeners and you see just the logo on the screen rather than
1: our two mugs. It's because we haven't showered for several weeks.
0: Yeah, we have not showered since the last recording. I didn't want to wash off that Christmas cheer.
1: No, no, we were so happy. We were peppy and not empty.
0: Yeah, no, it's, we, we had to do a little bit of an uh, not an emergency record, but had to fit it in this week. And so we're, we're running a two-man show. We're actually sitting behind the soundboard in the comfy chairs.
1: Yeah. We look, we look technical right now.
0: Yeah. It's like we've got our big thinking chairs today.
1: Big thinking chairs.
0: So welcome to a time to think. It's a podcast where we seek to thoughtfully and carefully engage with important issues in the culture and the church in a world of loud, quick, uninformed opinions. We want to be loud,
1: quick, and informed. That's what we want.
0: <laughs> so that's the episode quick. Yeah. Loud, quick, and informed. <laughs> we we want to tease out some things. Um, we, we, want, we want you to leave thinking, ah, I I never maybe saw that angle, or I didn't really know that that idea came from there, or I didn't understand how that idea was really informing this thing that I thought, or I didn't know that was only an idea that was like four, 400 years old and that people refuted this, you know.
1: Josh, would you say that we would like people to have clarity about matters?
0: We would, and that's why in our series on a quality book, the scriptures, our qualities of a quality book, we're talking about clarity. Clarity. Be- because this book that we love, the Bible, this book of books from the Lord himself is a clear book. Turn that thing off, Chris. Well, we don't need everyone knowing how many friends you have.
1: I'm just, well...
0: That's why you left it on, is so people could hear your, no, hear your phone I'm, being I'm in. No,
1: I'm not flexing on that. It was just somebody telling me that their family has influenza. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's not a good. That's a bummer. Yeah, but they they don't go to our church, so there's okay. not as much of a... Pressing issue of oh no, are we going to get sick now? Yeah, Certainly just, concerned for them though. It's just what so. we would
0: call in the Holland household a category three bummer.
1: Category three bummer. Yes, care We're about them, love like them. Hurricanes, friends, but don't uh, don't live in Stevens Point. So yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Rate hurricanes scale of one to five. You can rate bummers scale of one to five too. A quality book, Chris. We've talked authority. We've talked inerrancy or trustworthiness both of those qualities of the scripture intimately tied to qualities of God God is a good and right authority who lays down his life for his people and God is true God is true in all he says and therefore his word is true in all he says and and though we sometimes buck the authority though we sometimes doubt the truth because of the fall he is good authority he is true and and part of understanding the word, which is authoritative and true, is understanding the word. And, that would and, seem to
1: be important.
0: And we can't understand the word if it's complex and confusing and yeah. cloudy. And so one of the doctrines of scripture is the clarity or the...
1: Perspicuity.
0: Perspicuity of scripture.
1: Has nothing to do with perspiration. Has everything to do with the, the Windex quality levels of clarity that we have when we look at the Word of God.
0: Why does Windex never advertise Scripture? Well, one, if you sprayed Scripture with Windex, it would make it unclear. It would be a problem. Would yeah. lead. Chris, what do, we, what do we mean when we say that Scripture is clear? It's clarity.
1: It means that you, you, you don't need a doctorate to understand it.
0: You don't need a doctorate to understand it. Okay? So one way you might say this is that Scripture in its portrayal of who God is and what salvation is and what the goals and purpose of creation is clear enough that a child can
1: understand. Yeah.
0: Don't need a doctorate.
1: Don't need a doctorate.
0: And so why is it important for us to maintain that Scripture is clear enough for a child to understand?
1: Yeah, I mean, there there are several reasons. Uh, really, I mean, this issue of clarity of Scripture is is, is intensely practical because, you know, when, when you consider the immediate ramifications of it. I mean, inerrancy and authority are, are more higher level qualities that when we think about the Bible, it better be inerrant and it better have authority. But when it comes to clarity, it's not just a matter of, well, it, it'd be nice if it were clear, but if it's clear, that has a direct impact on me. And so um, when God has spoken to us in his authority and when he has spoken to us truly and genuinely, inerrantly, he has also spoken in such a way that we can understand it. Hmm. And I think that there is a tremendous blessing attached to that for us to consider just the, you know, we talked about the attributes of God. And I think there's a, the, the kindness and the mercy of God is displayed in the clarity of scripture because it's not his desire for people to be left in the dark as to who he is or what he's done.
0: Hmm. Just come, Just coming out of the Christmas season and we know that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome yeah. that this, this coming of Christ is light coming into darkness. And yeah. so once again, the the quality of scripture is tied to the quality of God that because God is light, because Christ is light and life of men, because God is light, his word is clear. His word is light. Uh, th- Psalm 36 9 says for with you is the fountain of life in your light. We see yeah. light. And so because God is light, then his word is clear and and so to say that God's word is unclear is not just a comment about the Bible, but it is an indictment on the Lord. Because it, it is to say, in effect, God did not do enough work in order to make the scriptures sure. readily available.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think we'll probably get into this later on, but the clarity of scripture is is genuinely true. and And so anybody who comes to the Bible and says, I just can't understand it, um, something that, that we need to really take seriously here, uh, we'll give you a theological term because we're not preaching right now, so we don't have to be as concerned about everybody being able to kind of internalize it, but the, there's something called the noetic effects of sin. Spell it. Noetic. N-O-E-T-I-C. All right. no et
0: So not like Noah and the flood, uh-huh. but noetic.
1: Just think no etiquette, just take off <laughs> the kit. Uh, but noetic effects of sin, which means that sin has done a number on our ability to understand so that uh, if, if we're having a hard time understanding the Bible, obviously there there can be, you know, cognitive processes that can be helped and so forth. But, you know, there are plenty of people, um, you know, I, I live in and, and serve in a, a city that has a large state university in it and there are plenty of people there who have degrees highly educated yeah
0: very bright individuals
1: degrees in religious studies and and they can tell you what the bible might say but they don't understand it and and the reason being is that truly to understand scripture has everything to do with the the, the there's a moral component uh, involved with it and so scripture is clear the failure to understand scripture uh, can be boiled down to either a failure to understand because you can just be helped. But more often than not, it's because there's a moral component involved where scripture is unclear because we have muddied the waters morally.
0: yeah, that's that's a super interesting way to start this is to say that there's a couple different ways in which you might not understand a passage. One of the ways, and we'll get to this in a moment, one of the ways is it was written for a different culture, and you need right. to know a little bit about the culture to know a little bit about the passage. exactly. That's a really reasonable under reason to to not understand the totality of a passage, um, but there there is a more present, uh, maybe put it this way, some people do understand culture, some people don't understand culture, but that's kind of an even playing field. Anyone can learn the cultural right. aspects of the text in order to learn what the text is saying, right. but not everyone has had a veil removed from their eyes yeah. so that they can see something clearly. and. Maybe an analogy here is uh, if you have an astigmatism or you have eyesight issues, mm-hmm. something can be in front of you and be clear, but you don't see it clearly right. until something is fixed. And, and It's this, not the
1: fault of the object. It's the fault of the seer.
0: Right. And, the, and Michael Kruger, who's written about the Canon a lot, has used the analogy of radio and receiver. That if, hmm. uh, you know, right now, Chris, we're on wireless microphones. And so the, the pack on our microphone is sending a, a signal to a box near the soundboard and if our microphone is not coming through one of two problems could be there the receiver could be broken or the sender could be broken and and one of the things you're pointing out right off the bat is oftentimes when we don't understand the scriptures it's because the receiver is broken right not because the sound is unclear or the sight is unclear but because the receiver is broken um and so when we when we see people saying well you say it's clear, but I don't get it. The, one of the first things to understand is, has, has the veil of spiritual blindness been lifted? Right. Right? Um, now, you said the Bible is clear. It means I don't need a degree. And yet, you're getting another degree. You already have one, Chris. Yeah. Why do you want two?
1: I just like collecting things, Josh.
0: Okay, yeah, you got your Funko Pops that you collect, you got seminary degrees that Theology collect. degrees, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if the Bible's clear, if the Bible is written at a level a child can understand, then why am I in school, why are you in second school?
1: <laughs> second school, yeah. It's because, simply because it's, it's simple enough to understand. Here's, here's the way that I, I like to provide analogies to people, and this is an analogy that I find helpful. I love working on cars. It's fun for me to do. It has nothing to do with my job. It's just something I enjoy because it has nothing to do with my job. It's just something to do with my hands. I like it. I like working on cars. Yeah, you think with your brain
0: all the time. Now you get to use your hands.
1: Yeah, exactly. So there's, there's there's a reality to the world of cars that the vast majority of people experience who drive. And so... 99% of people who are going to be driving a car today have relatively little understanding about how that car works. That's me. There you go. And and so that's okay in as much as when the car is working properly, just turn your key in the ignition... Put it in drive.
0: There's some simple stuff they do need to know. Exactly. Just like, for the Bible to be clear, you need to know how to read.
1: Exactly. For the car
0: to run, you need to know how the pedal works.
1: Exactly. So so those are basic things that, you know, the vast majority of people who are responsible enough to have a driver's license know and and just function on a daily basis. However, that car has a lot more going on in it than is just necessarily appreciated by the regular driver. And so, when when you start looking into the details of it, and you realize, well, this is not just a car that you turn on. I mean, the, there's stuff under the hood. There are all kinds of things going on. And and while I might be a you know somebody called a shade tree mechanic, somebody who you know just in his in his garage driveway, whatever, likes working on cars, there are guys who've been doing stuff for decades who know so many ins and outs uh, of how cars work. that they design them, they engineer them, they they. They've fashioned components to make sure the cars work, uh, you know, efficiently and effectively. And so what we can see then is that when it comes to the issue of scripture, when it comes to theology, is that there are basics that all Christians should know and understand. But just like with a, a good solid mechanic or an engineer, th- there's a whole lot more going on behind the scenes there. And the, the really cool reality about... Can about, I give a quick example? Yeah, please go for it.
0: It is clear. In the Old Testament, God is Lord. Yeah. You might not, though, know the difference between what Adonai means as Lord or um, what it means that God is God most high or some Mm -hmm. of these. They all are going to culminate in Yahweh is Lord. He is one Lord. He is other gods are false gods. That's very clear. Like you read the entire Old Testament. You just go, okay, there's one God. He's really, really a stickler about you sure. knowing that, but the one God in Jewish culture has many names that represent his warrior nature or his sure. father, you know? And yep. so there's something underneath the hood there that with, with a trained eye, you can see and appreciate, yep. but it's not something that you necessarily have to understand in order to know the truth of who God yep. is, that he is Lord and sovereign.
1: Yeah. And the, the, the really cool thing though, the good news, and, and this is why I think for us as a church, um, one of the things that we prioritize and find meaningful is that, we believe that scripture is clear but we also believe that theology matters and theology extends into the regular ins and outs of human life and so when we talk about our lives together within the church we talk about community community is fashioned by scripture and and community is the place where the truths of scripture are lived out and so in order to do that more effectively people need to learn Um, You know, there's a whole mix of guys, and I think about our our men's group um, at our our location in Stevens Point, a whole mix of guys, very different backgrounds, different educational backgrounds, life experiences, whatever, and I was just reflecting the other day, as uh, we were studying Romans chapter 3, I was reflecting on the fact that here's this group of guys, and something so terribly unique was happening, was that people from engineers to high school graduates are all coming to appreciate the truth of the doctrine of penal substitutionary atonement. Mm. Now that's a big theological phrase, but as we're talking and thinking about these things together as men, they didn't need to have the degree. It helps that I have a degree to help people understand. It's why you're getting the degree you are to help people understand more effectively. That's why we do what we do educationally. But really at the end of the day, these truths are meant to be enjoyed. And that's yeah. why scripture... Which is why
0: when we preached essentially mm-hmm. on penal substitutionary atonement in the second week of our Advent series, we said simply, the lamb stands in your place to make yeah, payment.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's something that we want people to enjoy because scripture is clear enough that if you learn this is this is true, you look at the Bible and say, yeah, that's pretty clear. Right. That's pretty clear.
0: Yeah. So some, some way to think through this, how, how the Bible can be understood in its message as a child, uh, while also guys like you and I go into to study it deeply, is uh, clarity doesn't mean easiness. Right. Um, it doesn't mean, like sometimes when you read an article, you have to reread the article. Right. Because you say, oh, I, I mean, we're getting a message across here, but I think I missed something in my first reading. Uh, clarity doesn't mean ease. And so just because the Bible can be understood in its totality by a child does not mean the whole Bible is written at a fourth grade reading level. Right, exactly. And in fact, and I, I sometimes think, Chris, that one of the reasons that, I don't know, I, I sometimes think about like how preaching would look if we were in um, Jesus' day. Because half the time when I'm preaching, we're preaching on the parable of the dishonest manager, I'm going to spend 15 minutes of our sermon explaining what these cultural markers right. meant. Well, you wouldn't have had to do that. Right. So one of the reasons that we spend a good deal of time explaining different cultural markers of the scriptures is because, look, the, the main point of the parable of the dishonest manager in Luke 16 is very clear. You can't love God and money. Mm-hmm. So if you're anyone, and you, can, and you can read, just like if you can drive, if you can right. read, you can go, oh, I should not love God and money yet because you can't have two masters. Right. Boom, clear. Also, there is something going on with, we don't know if it's Jesus that says that the unjust, uh, unjust steward mm-hmm. was doing good or does Lord mean master in the sense of the rich man? And you have to dig into it because it's sure. not easy yep. even when it's clear. Um, so clarity doesn't mean ease. And I think that's so important for, for folks uh, because when we come to our Bibles, sometimes we think if it's not easy, it's not fruitful. You know, and so that's, I think that's why...
1: We can be lazy. I was just, this morning, reading a devotional, of Alistair Begg, uh, we were talking about the, uh, basically the, the results of living a life of laziness. Mm. And, it's, uh, and it's not good.
0: But and let, me, let me push back on you. Yeah. You read a devotional about it. So there I is did. a place for someone else to do the chewing for you. Right? You <laughs> oh, Of de- course. Think of about course. devotionals. Someone else has chewed on the passage for you, yep. and it's like drinking a smoothie. You know, you have, to, you have to put very little effort into to enjoy the smoothie, whereas eating beef jerky takes a lot more effort. And I think sometimes when we don't understand that there are certain parts of scripture that I think are really life-giving because they're smoothies,
1: sure. you know,
0: I, we're encouraging in Wausau everyone to read through the Psalms. I think to a great degree, the Psalms are an easy book to read. Mm. You you easily see the emotion of the psalmist. Right. You easily see the point is that God is still faithful. God is still steadfast. God is still on the throne. Right. It's, it's easy. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's not as easy to read Leviticus. Right. And so my thinking is clarity of scripture is going to tell us there are some parts that are easy and some parts that are not. Um, which means there's kind of, I think, two different places for study. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to wake up in the morning and you just are clear in your head, and you need Alistair Beg to chew on the passage for you, or you need the Psalms. Mm-hmm. But later on, you might read the slightly less easy parts, sure. yep. um, knowing that all the while that that exercise is going to bear fruit when you you know when you mm-hmm. come back and you go, God is faithful in the Psalms, and you think, oh man, God is the God of Leviticus, who says when you sin, offer this sacrifice. And if you can't, offer this sacrifice. And mm-hmm. if you can't afford it, offer this sacrifice. Right. And he goes all the way down to basically anyone in the world could afford the sacrifice. And you mm-hmm. go, oh my gosh, I can hear the gospel screamed in Leviticus sure. where anyone in the world without price can grab Jesus Christ. And, mm-hmm. and so the, the clear truth is anyone in the world can have Jesus Christ. The slightly less clear part of the Bible in Leviticus then makes the clear truth so much more Even enjoyable, yep. right? Um, so clarity once again, does not mean easy. Clarity does not mean all parts are at a fourth grade reading level. And um, once again, clarity is tied to God himself. He is light. Therefore, his word is a lamp to our feet. Mm-hmm. One thing that Dr. Scott Swain, my professor at, at Reformed Theological you Seminary... You mentioned him before. Yeah, I basically just went back and listened to my lectures Good. to prepare for this podcast. Uh, he, he just says, we got to remember the Bible is clear as a text. And I've mentioned reading articles, you read books. We just have to say, it, the Bible is meant to be ordinarily read with ordinary reading strategies. And when someone who can read ordinarily reads with ordinary reading strategies and, and comes to the Bible as a text written by an author, you can generally get the...
1: There's interest. no hidden code. Yeah. There's no hidden code. Um,
0: and we're fortunate, brother, that we have so many good English translations. Right. Right? That, that have... There was a hidden code, if you will, when it was sure. in Greek. And right. it's been decoded. Yep. Um, one one thing I, I guess I'd like to do before we head out of here, because I think we're kind of hitting on a pretty clear message, right? Yeah, you seems can understand clear. the Bible. Um, point of application, I would encourage people when they're reading the Bible to focus on what is clear. Mm. And, and let that, sometimes it's really easy, um, especially if you have a type of brain that is maybe more skeptical or the type of brain like my wife's has, which walks into the room and can see the the thing that needs to be fixed, mm-hmm. you know? She might walk in, look straight up in the corner of your house and go, oh, that paint was wrong, right? There's something about her brain that is wired to mm-hmm. what's off. I think that can be challenging when you come to a passage you don't totally know everything about. Right. Uh, but I think what the doctrine of the clarity of Scripture encourages me is um, when I read a psalm and there's a couple maybe a couple cities in there that I'm not familiar with or a mountain mm-hmm. that seems important for worship that I'm not familiar with. Right. I still know that the point here is the Psalmist is trying to get to the Lord to worship. Right. And let me focus there. And that, that uh, as you might say, the clear will help interpret the cloudy.
1: Yeah. And, and we can't neglect to, to also, and, and this is quite important, but um, we can't neglect to, to consider the role of the Holy spirit in the process of understanding scripture Because, you know, like we stated before, there are a lot of people who might be able to tell you what the Bible says, um, but not actually understand it uh, or understand it for themselves, however you want to put it. Uh, But that is, you know, you you read through Psalm 119, which talks about scripture over and over. And and so many times you hear David say something to the effect of, help me see, Hmm. help me see, help me see. Open
0: my eyes that I might behold wondrous things. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so... God is at work through the Holy Spirit to to give his people perspective, insight. And, and I think it's important for us, especially as, as uh, men who have reformed theological convictions, to understand that this is not ultimately human work. It's not like God just dropped in front of us a book that is clear, for us to understand on our own. Mm. He dropped in front of us a book that is clear, that doesn't need to be decoded in terms of finding some secret uh, secret message in it, but by the Holy Spirit then gives understanding and then leads us to love what we see mm. and to, to desire it in its application. And so that's very important uh, when we consider clarity here is that if you are not clear about something, focus on what seems clear to you at first, but then ask the Lord hmm. to give you clarity because it's his desire to do that. It's not yeah. its not God's desire if you are his, if you have turned from your love of self and sin and trusted in the righteousness of Jesus. It is not God's desire for you to live with a lack of clarity regarding his word.
0: Yeah, to the point where, you know, the, the the, the cry of no Christian's heart should be, I can't understand right. God's word. The cry, if you feel that way, the cry should be, God has told me his word is a light to my path, which means it's dark and he'll help me see. And God has told me he'll help me see. Right. God's word is clear and he makes it clear. Yep. And can you imagine if if I woke up in the morning and the first thing I did was say, God has plainly and clearly spoken to me so that I can mm. be in his family, and be redeemed by him forever. And he said he is here. Wherever I am mm. trying to remember his name, he's going to help me. Yeah, Let's open the book. Yeah. I mean, that's such a different place to start. than. And, and I think what happens is, uh, maybe this is another encouragement, we, we, we tend to think in terms of what we don't yet know. Mm. So I don't know enough. I don't know enough. I don't know right. that. I don't know as much as that person. Well, brothers and sisters, I feel that way all the time. Sure. I mean, I'm constantly thinking about what I don't know, Chris, you uh, we've joked about your your second pursuit of a degree, but you are now getting an advanced, advanced theological degree, and there's still so much you don't know. right. But when we focus on that, well, we kind of are like the, the kid in high school who would do just fine on the math test, would average a B+, but they they don't believe in themselves, mm. you know, and, and you, they need someone to encourage them to mm-hmm. say. You can do this, man. Yeah. And I think the doctrine of the clarity of Scripture is the encouragement to say, sons, daughters, you can understand me. Right. You can know me. Uh, you know, My word is truth, and, and you can mm. have the eternal life of knowing me through my yeah. word.
1: It's good news.
0: It's good news, man. We'll, we'll pause it there. Here on a time to think, a little shorter episode than normal. That was the doctrine of the clarity of Scripture. And uh, we hope these are beneficial and encouraging in your pursuit of God through His word. Next up, we're talking about the sufficiency of Scripture. I think, Chris, this might be the most neglected part, and uh, I'll tell you why.
1: Well, let's let's hear about it next time. Time to think.